You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. It feels like only yesterday we did a podcast. Or day before yesterday. Yeah. It's crazy how time works. And here we are again. Yeah. So what um was what are you thinking about before the after the show? Oh, we just had a storm roll through. That's what I was thinking about. What was, was the before the after the show discussion? Me going out on the deck, clamping a big sheet of plastic gathering all of my plants under said sheet of plastic and crossing my fingers to hope that they are not destroyed by mother nature she's such a wicked thing yeah we just had a uh, <laughs> like a wind wind very hard wind and some rain just fly through even yeah, it's though it's supposed been, to be hail but we haven't had hail they don't care about the weather but it's more about me and my plants i mean yeah, th- feel well, bad for me if they don't care about the weather i'll just explain <laughs> some other things one you you have you know, you've done gardening for a few years. This year, you you know, you're hardening your plants off outside now. I'm assuming you're going to plant them in the next few days. Correct. Um, but often, I go in the kitchen and you are talking to the plants. <laughs> I just and? let have. And things. what is your point? And uh, <laughs> no. what do I say? What do you, what are the things you recall me saying to these plants? You're kind of talking to the plants as though, like, if we had a cat or a dog, it'd be the same thing you'd probably be saying to the cat and the dog, right? And if people knew me, they'd be like, she is not an animal person. <laughs> <laughs> she would not want an animal. There no. was a cute dog hanging around this morning, and <laughs> you weren't very welcome into the cute it dog. It wasn't cute. It was just a raggedy, looked like somebody's dog, and I said, fuck off. You are not, no, I'm not a dog person. Goodbye. And he looked at me like, why are you talking to me like that? Why aren't you baby talking to me? Everybody you know I mean? else baby talks me. <laughs> I mean, if you were in, if they were injured or something or someone was trying to be mean to them, I'd be the first one to intervene and try to help the poor thing. But not just wandering around my yard like he owns place. You even had a dog friend when we went cycling the, the other day, didn't you? On the <laughs> Stuck trail. Stuck around with me for a while and yeah. I was saying the same thing. Like, please go away. I'm not. A, I want to be alone. I don't want to be dog company. They don't actually know what you're saying. I guess the so tone. That's the excuse. tone is what matters. Yeah. I think. All right. So that was our before <laughs> the after the show discussion. It is Saturday, May the 18th. This is after the show 582. We're looking at a new movie this week, which is what we do every week. We're a movie review podcast. We're looking at the Lego Movie Two: colon, The second part. And it's a 2018 movie. It's actually out on Blu-ray and 4K. Now it's rated PG. Is it rated PG? I put down PG just assuming it is. I don't know. Yeah, it actually is rated PG for mild action and rude humor. I don't recall any rude humor. I don't either. But, you know, people are sensitive, so. Yeah. Uh, It's from our friends at Warner Brothers, who sent us a copy for a review. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of The Lego Movie 2, the second part. There you go. I think you just summed it up. (laughs) Right, so 
I, I don't remember exactly when the first Lego movie came out, do you? Even though this movie takes no. place five years after that movie, mostly. Like the actual movie, in yeah. the story in the movie is five years later, yeah. Yeah. Let me just uh, give it a check over here. I don't feel like the actual movie. You did not do much research here. You weren't sure what the rating is. You don't know when it was made. <laughs> 2014, the original okay. movie. That's five years. It actually is. Okay. Nice, nicely done. The Lego geniuses, movie those people. Why'd you wait five years to make a sequel for a very successful movie? Well, you have to farm your money making carefully. Yeah. These guys were make, trying to make Solo for Star Wars, but we I know guess how that, that was, <laughs> They were busy. <laughs> I won't be in a Solo hater. I did not love it, but I definitely didn't love Chewbacca as a man eater. And I have to say, you know, you know how big a Star Wars fan Correct. I am. I have not rewatched Solo. I've only seen it once. That's unusual. And I've seen all the others multiple times. That's very unusual. Yeah. I mean, I should watch it again, I guess. Maybe I like it more. I don't know. I, I mean, know. if me talking to living things like plants is weird, you sitting and just rerunning A New Hope over and over, that's not weird at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. All right. So, um, Embrace yeah. your weirdness. This is the second part of the Lego movie. Um, in, the, in the first installment of the Lego movie, what happens, it Doc? In the what? In the first installment? Yes. Just a bunch of action and stuff? What do you mean? I'm not reviewing the first one. No, I mean, like, because this one is a continuation <laughs> of that one. All right, so, spoilers. Yes. For the first movie. In the first movie, the Lego world, as you see, is actually a kid's... The kids are playing with Lego in the real world, and it manifests itself as this cartoon world that you're watching. And... All hell breaks loose within the Lego world because the kids are... Because you know the way kids play with toys. And Legos break apart, so... You know, one kid can drop a Lego on the floor and it's destroyed, right? So everything was, in the first movie, going to be destroyed. And, you know, at the end... Well, at the end, um, it's all saved. And everything is awesome. There's a song. I'm not sure if you're doing a good job here. All right, you do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying. I don't understand. You start off explaining it's a kid's toy, and then it's all going to get destroyed. How? There's what going, was the story? There's an evil tyrant in the... Oh, what it actually is, is <laughs> the dad, remember, mm -hmm. in the movie, wants to glue the Lego bricks together so they don't break apart. But the kids want to play with the bricks as is. Like They want to be able to break just them apart. Just the son. The, the son. Because that's make, pivotal to the second part. And make whatever he wants. Creativity. But the dad's point of view is you make the set and then you glue it and then it's always the set, right? So that's Because the, it's the dad's table of logo, Legos. It's not the kids. Right. This thing downstairs you were saying for kids, it wasn't. It was the dad. He had built all of it himself. And the kid was not even supposed to play with it, remember? So uh, the dad is the baddie. <laughs> yes. The so, yeah, so it takes place in our world and in this Lego world. And then everything is saved and the song, everything is awesome. And then this new one, five years later, what has happened to the Lego world? Uh, what has happened is because he let the sun start playing, he now says, and your little sister. And it's like, what? Which is bad, apparently, when a little brother has a brother, big brother has a little sister come to play 
with his toys. And then we move into the Lego world where we see it from their point of view. And it's like Armageddon, almost Armageddon. It is a Mad Max world. Everything's all destroyed and disgusting and they've all toughened up. Yep. It's and, not like a pretty happy world anymore. And little sister, being younger than the brother, is playing always with the... Little sisters are always little. She's playing with the Diplo, is it called? Or Duplo. Duplo. When she's little, yeah. And the, those manifest themselves as the baddies. <laughs> so they're the more crude. Which is like, funny. They're big, big and chunky and kind of sweet. They're all sweet, but they're all evil in Actually, this, she right? has all kinds of toys. That was kind of the point. She, that she had loads of different things, and his was all just Legos. You know the toys where the um, there's loads of characters in this? There's even a Wonder Woman. The ones where the legs don't move at all. Yes, I what, love What those. series of toys are those? Are those a Lego thing as well? No, I think that's just a generic action figure. Right, so there's those Just as showing well. different kinds, yeah. So she kind of, like, into the mix throws all her toys in. Exactly. It. But, like, they're all really sweet. It's all sickly sweet things, like stars with lovely little faces on that say, hey, I love you, but they actually explode and kill you. Like, that kind of thing. Correct. I guess there's no killing. You, um, your Lego blows up. <laughs> so I like, I really enjoyed that concept of the Mad Max world and the, the <laughs> especially the little sister being the baddie. But then you could say, well, that's not fair. The little sister's the baddie, but it's kind of right, isn't it? It's kind, of, it's kind of how it works a lot. Right, but ultimately that's not really what's going on. But like the older, like, like in the real world, like the like the older kid wants to play with the toys and then the little sister will come and just, it'll be annoying and she'll break all the toys up and Correct. Like the, the bigger brother will be like, get her off my toys. Like, and refuse to like play with her on her level is the entire point of this movie is that as you grow up, you don't have to turn into a dickhead. You right. can still hang on to your fun sense of like adventure and cuteness and not just want to like destroy everything. And it's also like the point of the first movie, like where the dad is kind of moved. He still does the Lego, but he wants to glue it. The son just wants to be have fun with the Lego. True. So it's like the thread throughout the whole thing. And I really like that. And you know what? I um like to I like where these movies transition from the Lego world to the real world, and then you you have the actors playing with the toys, and uh, they I don't think that either in either movie they do it enough because I think it's really fun every time they do it, mm-hmm. and it's real they use it really sparingly. Maybe, I think that's good though because it keep it's a Lego movie, isn't it? Not a real life movie, right? But I I feel I, I do like the scene like in this one. Um, Maya Rudolph is the mother in the, and I do like the scenes with her, and you know the Lego's still in the scenes because it's there on the table and you can see all the characters you know and love. See, for me, I'd cut them all out. I would have no humans. Right, and I I really like how it like mixes the humans in with the with the Legos, Hmm. but in this one it was really sparingly done. I guess in the first one it was because it was kind of a reveal at the end, wasn't it? It wasn't actually a thing that ran all the way through it. I don't know. As you say that, I have to watch it again because I don't think that's right. I but... think it happened in the like the last third of the movie, where it zoomed out onto the table, and you were like, "Oh, they're playing with Leg- like there's people playing with Legos." I'm not sure. So in this one, like um, it actually tra- they travel into this, it turns into a space movie of sorts, <laughs> and there's some time travel involved, <laughs> <laughs> and 
lots of references to things you know. And funny things where in this new Lego movie, in the old Lego movie, if you remember, there was Pirates of the Caribbean, there was Star Wars, there was Marvel characters. In this one, because things have kind of changed over five years and now Disney are a bit more protective of their things, those things are missing and just the DC stuff and Warner Brothers properties are in there now. But they, they have a laugh with that, don't they? They kind yeah. of make, make fun of it. I saw The Wizard of Oz in there, which was cool. You know, did you see other Warner Brothers things? There's things all over the place. I feel like I miss stuff. I don't think I'm that observant. Just like when we watched Ready Player One, I don't think I really caught all the right it, in that different it, stuff that was coming at the screen. In the way Ready Player One operates with all its stuff, this Lego movie kind of does it too. And sometimes yeah. I feel a bit overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, in the corner of the thing there, is that something? Is that, that something? means you have to watch it like 50 times. Yeah, I think that's that's what you're supposed to do <laughs> yeah. with these kind of movies. But anyway, I really enjoyed it. I liked the story. I liked, let me say spoilers again, because I'm going to spoil something about this movie. All right. I liked the Empire Strikes Back type scenario about two thirds into the movie. You know, where you think, oh, that's how it ends. You know, and. You don't really think that. You didn't really. I even that. said to you, this is not. Nah. Good. I mean, it cuts to the. Basically, everything isn't bad. And then it says the end. And I and they do leave it on the end for a little bit, and then it gets better. I really like that. I like the way it felt. <laughs> it feels really uplifting then because they do sing a song. There are a few songs in this. Did you like the songs? Yeah, of course, because you're just like da da da. Yeah, there's silly songs. You can't songs. help it, you know. Everything is awesome. I don't think any songs in this beat that song. That song is also in here too, but I don't think any of the new songs are quite as earwormy as that, even though there is a song in this movie that is meant to just be an earworm, right? What what was the song called? Like, you, this is a song that you will stick in your head or yeah. something. <laughs> I mean, it was built to, for you, but guess but what? But we forgot it. <laughs> the movie's ended and everything is awesome is in my head. That's the one I'm thinking of, so. They've tricked you just right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's actually, it's actually has a fair few songs in it. They're all really funny. There's one about, like, there's a plot thread in here where Batman, yes, Batman is in this movie. Batman. Batman. <laughs> is, like, they're arranging, like, the little sister, basically, in the real world, is, you know, playing with Batman and playing with this other creation that she's made. And there's going to be a wedding between Batman, you know, like, little sister, going to marry Batman to... And there's this song that this creation sings <laughs> yeah, about that really she doesn't cool. like Batman. <laughs> she... She's not in love with Batman. Well, she's not evil. And she, she's not terrible. There's that. And the, the Gotham... I don't like Gotham City guys, I think it's called. Yeah. Where she's like, I like Superman. And he's he's got, he's kind of getting all jealous. Like, oh no, you like... like you Why like don't me. you like me? Why don't you like me? I'm I'm better than him. Like he... You know, I don't have to rely on... Like, what do he say? I don't have to rely on the sun. <laughs> I've got my gadgets and yeah, money. But her, yeah, but no, her words are... You're just a rich man with a bunch of gadgets. You can't actually fly. <laughs> um, so It's all cute. It's just cute. It's cute. And I think more, you know, with these kind of movies where it's like pop culture reference and joke that might be an internet joke, might be a joke about a movie that you've seen, or there's a lot of stuff flying at you. I think more often than not, they hit on this one. 
I was laughing a lot. Like I was like, oh yeah, I get what they're saying with that. And that song even goes into all the different um, Batman. Like how she says, I even liked it when it was Christian Bale. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she talked about Michael Keaton. I liked it when he was Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of stuff flying at you. And, you know, kids are not going to get all of that. So it's kind of built for both. It's built for adults and kids. And who hasn't played with Lego? Really? Come on. Somebody hasn't, but I get what you're saying. Most people have, haven't they, at some point. I mean, I never had Legos. Ever. Oh, well, I'll tell you my um, thing with Lego. My brother, as he, when he grew up, started buying lots of Legos. And he's one of those with the tubs full of each individual color and a pool table that he has modified with a big piece of plywood over the top that has a pulley where you can pull it up to the ceiling when you're not building Legos and lower it down. So he really got into it. But I never really did unless I went to someone's house who had it. I've never heard of anything like that. <laughs> a pulley system of Legos. Yeah, he had the thing where you could pull a rope and it would lift the... Big piece of plywood that would rest down on his pool table so he could play pool if he wanted to, but then lift up. You know, when you, you know, you can't really remember when you was a kid, can you? I can't, I don't, like, as a kid, kid. I can't remember it. No, not really. But I do have a, I do have a memory, and I've always remembered it. I was at, uh, it's called, in England, it's called play school, which would be like your daycare, I guess. Before preschool, like where you take yeah. them to a you take them to a place and there's a bunch of kids and you play with stuff. You're really little kids. I can remember going to a place. I guess because my mom and dad were at work, they take me to this place for the day, and that place was full of Lego and and this these things called stickle bricks, which were like plastic bricks that stuck together. They were kind of like fake Legos, but they they had a big thing of Legos and it wasn't very organized. It was just like tons of Lego sets that were smashed up in a box. I guess. And I just remember sitting there all day playing with those Legos. <laughs> I didn't actually have my own Legos. I don't remember really having them. Exactly. But I do remember sitting and playing in that box of Legos and just putting stuff together. Like, not even specifically making things, just like seeing what shapes fit together and stuff. But I do have memories of that. So, Lego. Also, a friend of mine, um, who I talk to every day, he seems to have got into Lego recently. He built... um I think it was the Apollo 11 spaceship, maybe. He'll <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Do you know that like, the big mm-hmm. tall rocket ship? I, I, it looked like a lot of pieces. Um, and I've got a couple of Legos here in the house, haven't I? I've got... Um, Lego sets. Yeah. We've got a Tatooine... You're not into the, like, free flow, give me a bucket and let me make my I own I like thing. to make the sets, yeah. Yeah. I really do. Um, so you're the guy who would glue that shit together, man. You'd I be wouldn't the glue it together, though. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, but whenever I say I'm going to take these apart, you guys can put them together another time. You're like, no. I always think I don't know. I would. I don't know if I could put it back together again without the instructions. Right. So you'd rather me just glue them together because you will <laughs> never ever be able to put them back together. So I have a, a play set of Tatooine. It's like the cantina. In it's cute set, and it's got a little sun speeder. And I also have, and this came out like this is. I would buy more of this if there was more of it, but there isn't. About a year and a half ago, um, they brought out a Tron Legacy light cycle set, which I made, and it's really awesome. I love Tron is my ultimate aesthetic thing, isn't it? I love mm-hmm. Tron. Like I, you'd have our whole house in darkness with blue and red lines going. I love everywhere. the blue <laughs> neon Tron thing. There's something about that that I love, and that little set of Lego. Tron, it just was the best. That's the best thing I've just ever done. Two like, motorcycles on it, two Tron cycles, or yeah. whatever they're called. And it's uh, 
and like I said to you earlier, Lego is so expensive, that thing, and it's so small, it's like... It is really insidious when you think about it, them pushing this. I mean, movies are just a big commercial. It's fun. I'm not going to deny that. It's great fun, but it's also just a constant two-hour, whatever, hour-and-a-half commercial for the product that they're selling. So it's a bit like, eh, when you know that you know people who could not even afford to buy one set of those for their kids. Did you notice, like, when um, Emmett is, because he's a master builder, when he built, when he's building something, it has the actual numbers on, yes. the, bro- on the blocks. <laughs> so if you paused it and wrote that, it's like two times, blah, blah, blah. You could probably pause that screenshot exactly. and get those bricks and make that thing. I thought that was a cool touch. It is, but again, it's just like... <laughs> It'd be like watching a movie that features everyone drinking Pepsi and trying to say Pepsi saves the day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, I mean, it this, might not be as much fun, but I'm just saying it's all the same thing. Um. So, yeah. Now, as far as this one being as fun as the first one, I liked the, I think I, I think it might be like a lot of sequels. I think it might be because you've already seen the style of animation and it's not as gobsmacking anymore. Like, when I first saw this um, Lego movie, the original, I'd never quite seen that stop-motion-y... The way they animate this is... There's no Legos in this. It's not like they're filming Legos and moving them. It's all CG. But it does look like just Lego pieces moving It does, and the parts where, like, they're in the real world, like under the dryer and stuff, I was like, whoa. I mean, it just looks amazing. Yeah. But, um... Like, the first one really wowed me a lot. Like, technically, I was, like, looking at it all the time, going, whoa, whoa, and Star Wars was in it. So there was things that, like, I was like, oh, my God, there's Star And they play the John Williams Star Wars score when the Millennium Falcon zooms in and stuff. There was a lot, obviously, a lot that was missing from this one. But I do think the jokes were good. I agree. And the plot was pretty good. I mean, it's a... I mean, I... I know the world is divided right now. If you're what, if you're listening to this in 50 years or whatever, you won't identify. You'll just read about it in history books. But, you know, there's this, like, gritty, dark, nasty, horrible, political, horrible side of the world. And then every, and other people are like, can't we all just get along? Can't we all just be happy and sweet and wonderful and not hurt anybody's feelings and be gentle and kind and work together? Like, you have that. I'm mocking it because I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I'm not 100% into the... Total cooperation, which is what this movie is preaching. Yeah. You know, it's about being together, working together, and not losing the childhood part of you. Yeah, but over, more than that, it's like a bigger concept of like, we just need to be nicer in the world. And I get that. I like that. I do like that they did put in a song that was like, everything is not awesome because that's unrealistic expectations, <laughs> yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I love that. <laughs> and I was like, yes, thank you. But. You know, that's why it feels a bit pushy, even though I get it. Yeah. but Like, happy, happy, cooperate. Like, at work, you know, they're always trying to push you to cooperate with people. Not cooperate, um, collaborate. And I'm always like, whatever, just tell me what to do and I'll go by myself and do it. Because that's my personality. So this, pushing this idea on me, I, I get a little bit like, oh, come on. But it's cute enough, I can accept. And then, uh, you know, actually, like... Many kids who are going to watch it. It's a nice message for kids. I do, I do like how it ties the real world of playing with toys to the yeah. the story. I mean, because playing with toys is a thing k- 
kids all it's one of the first things you do as a kid isn't it there's no when i said earlier there's no nobody who's played with not played with lego and you said oh there probably is all right then i'll rephrase that and say there's nobody who's not played with a toy i mean you we've like a, i bet every child has played with a toy no matter what it is i mean i don't know about the whole entire world and people in different Unless situations it was some weird i know you're being hyperbolic and it's fine but there's going to be children in the world who didn't play with toys no a toy of some kind, something, even if it's a rock off the floor that you pick up and play with, you know? So we're counting that as a toy. Now. Well, yeah, you know, something that you play, play. with, you play act with it, you, that this is a thing, this is a thing, they have a little fight, they, are, they fall in love. Okay, I can get on board with the rock, yes. Yeah. So We can all know, play with dirt and rocks and sticks. It's very universal, playing with something. True. Um, you know, uh, and this portrays that really well, but like I say... I think I liked the first one a bit better, and I think it's because I was wowed by it more. Now I'm like... Anytime, yeah. There's something new. Yeah, the visuals now, uh, you just take them as a matter of fact. Like, you're like okay, I know how, how this looks, and I know how it operates. So the story better be good to keep me. And then yeah. I, I feel like the story, you know, they take it to space this time, so it's more of a, you know, they're in spaceships and... Well, they're not in space. They went upstairs. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it, it's Lego space. Yeah. It's higher up than the table. But, True. Um, it's, and it's upstairs. And it's a really cool, again, that's a really cool, like, visual. Like, they fly through, like, you know, like the, like in Star Wars, like, you go through light, spa- light speed. When they fly through, you're, you're going, well, where are they going exactly? When they go through their little hole into the, into the normal world, right? Yeah, they're just going upstairs. And there was one, like, shot. This is where I was saying there weren't enough shots of the humans. But there was one really cool shot where the brother was holding the spaceship that Emmett was in with Rex. And he was flying it, like, playing it like a toy. And then it zoomed into it, and they were talking inside Yeah, it. that was, was like, cool. Yeah, those things are the things I really think work very well here. Um, but they keep it at a real small... So let's move on to the cast. Uh... Chris Pratt plays Emmett again. He's really good. Like, it's... I think he's the right... Because Emmett's character is, like, fairly naive and, like, optimistic. Super optimistic, right? Even in the Mad Max town at the beginning, he's going around like, nothing's wrong. Everything is awesome. Right? Yes. He's like, yeah, hello, um... You know, people are trying to kill hello, him. Hello, sewer babies. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else did somebody try to, like, throw something at him like a... And he's like, oh, how cute. <laughs> you know, so he's never, he's still a bit naive in that way. But it's really fun. The other message of the movie is she wants him to change and be tougher and more aggressive. And of course, by the end of it, she realizes, no, that's not what she wants. She just wants Emmett. To be himself. His kind, generous, sweet self. Which again, I get it. But. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Banks returns as Wild Style. And she is really cool. Uh, they try uh, at first when she, when you f- see that first shot of her, and she's brooding. Yeah, that's really cute. <laughs> and she's got those red glasses on. I was I just thought of Ray from Star Wars. The first shot you see of Ray, but I was like, no, they're probably not doing that right because. No, they might. You know, um, but she was good, and there's more to her than meets the eye in this story, which I really liked. She's not. You know what she is in the first mm-hmm. one. In the first one, she's she's almost like Trinity from the Matrix. Yeah, she's just cool and badass, 
But there's another side, another underneath part to her. Alison Brie plays Uni Kitty. It's a, it's the internet cat thing. That kind of it's like anime. Did you like it? Mm, it was fine. I'm neutral on that one. I my, mean, my favorite thing here is Will Arnett as Batman. Batman has all the funny lines in this movie again. And you know the Lego Batman movie, which was the spin-off from the first movie? Mm-hmm. I like the Lego Batman movie a lot. Because I just like that they make they make fun of Batman, but it's still f- cool. Like <laughs> I feel Bat- like they're making fun of Christian Bales. Yeah, I, I do too. Batman more than anybody else. <laughs> but it's it's really funny. Like it's it like is. it's like Batman is this brooding loner who who like you know he doesn't have any fun but that's how he likes it and he kind of plays it that way all the time and he does that funny voice i mean it's not supposed to be a funny voice (laughs) (laughs) but uh if you've not seen the lego batman movie i mean that's chocked to wall to wall full of batman jokes and superhero jokes but will and egg has a lot of time in this batman is a major thing and Mm -hmm. when he's you know, this wedding that they're planning and stuff. It's just funny. Like, it's really funny. Um, I put down, because this is in the cast, it says Will Ferrell as dad, but... Barely. I, Will Ferrell's not in this movie, aside from a clip from the old movie. True. And at the beginning, because he he plays um, the dad in the real-life Lego world in the first movie, and he also plays, like, the big businessman of... He's like the tycoon guy. the president. Yeah. And it, what they do in the beginning of this movie is he walks on, he walks in and says, oh, I'm going off to play golf now. You lot can sort this out. And then he just disappears. As the Lego character. Yeah. But the usual Will Ferrell's voice is in that. But I bet he says three lines and then leaves. And then they make fun of it later on. Because Maya Rudolph's character, she says... What does she say about like your dad not? His dad's minimal contribution yeah. to the situation. So they re- they make fun of him not being in it, really, even though he's advertised quite. He even says on the back of the box that it, you know it's the, like a selling point. I mean, that's so he can get paid, right? Yeah. I don't mean to be cynical, but I mean, come on, that's what it's all about. Maya Rudolph is the mom. I really like that choice. I think she's very funny. And they made her joke. The main thing about, you know, as all I said to you, all parents will know. And not even, even if you're just a kid, when you stand on a Lego brick, it really hurts. They yes. make a joke about mom standing on Lego bricks. That's why she's mad and she wants them to pack all the Lego bricks away. Well, see, you just kind of blew your wad there because the whole idea, the whole thing they're trying to avoid is our Mamageddon. Yep. Our Mamageddon is she has threatened the children that if you do not get along with each other, I will put away all of your toys. Correct. Period. That's our Mamageddon. <laughs> I love that. So and I didn't realize this until the end when you said, but Brooklyn Prince plays Bianca. And Brooklyn Prince is the little girl from The Florida uh, Project. Yeah. And, you know, we saw The Florida Project like a year ago, and she's little, and it's really intense and adult, that movie, isn't it? Yeah. And then in this movie, she's the opposite to that. She's just a cute kid who's playing, right? There's nothing... There's nothing I mean, She was a cute her. kid. She was an adult in that movie, either. She was just around... No, I said she was, she was a yeah. kid in that other movie. Right? She was a little kid. She's still a little kid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the opposite. Like, in that other movie, she was around adults a lot, and it was kind of a gross situation. This movie is, like, just for kids, right? It's the opposite True. of that movie. Uh, but she was good in both, but... 
there again, she doesn't speak a lot in this, does she? No. It's more like you see her playing with stuff. Um, and ja- Jaden San plays Finn, the brother. And the Justice League are in this movie. Uh, for a little while, why do they, why do they lose the justice? Was it was that something to do with rights? Don't know. Because the Justice League are there, and then they, they go. Isn't the Justice League DC? Yeah, which is owned by Warner Brothers. Right. But the Justice League are there. Jonah Hill as Green Lantern, Channing Tatum as Superman. The same as what you did in the first movie. And then they all get on a craft and fly off, and then you don't see them again. Well, maybe once at the end. But uh, I was. Hoping for more DC characters, but they kind of folded them off to the side. I don't know why, because they were a big, massive part of the first one. And maybe they just didn't want the Justice League to save the day. More Emmett has to save the day. Mm. And then Chris Pratt also plays another part, Rex, which, you know, you're supposed to not know it's him. But it's obvious, is him. I think it's obvious. I mean, I think it's supposed to be obvious as well. As soon as that guy talked, I said to you, is that Chris Pratt as well? It was like really instant. Like, yeah. I was, like, yeah was, it's supposed to be like a, you're not supposed to know it's him, but it's quite obvious. I think Emmett's the only one who doesn't know it's him. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah. Which is funny. Uh, this, is direct, not, this is directed by Mike Mitchell. He directed Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Remember that one? Been a while. It's it was, actually it was pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. It is pretty funny, that movie, in a really dumb kind of way. <laughs> it's funny. Do you remember the movie called Sky High? It was like a Disney movie. Mm-mm. He did that. He also did the animated movie Trolls, which is actually based on those little trolls with the, with the hair, colorful hair. Um, so Lord and Miller didn't direct this one, but they did write it. Um, and they also did. Lord and Miller writ, wrote... One of my, I love this TV show, The Last Man on Earth. They were, you do. They were responsible that for that. Yeah, I think they did a really good job with that. And then it got cancelled, which still to this day boggles my mind. It was so good. And that cliffhanger that they left us on. Damn it. <laughs> with those people coming out of the ground, remember? Speaking of Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. <laughs> he, was a good, he was good in that. While he lasted. Um, the thing about The Last Man on Earth is, if you are a famous person who's not part of the main cast, and you come into that show, you won't be in it for long. Because that was the joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like Lord and Miller's stuff. It's irreverent, and it's funny. And I don't think, like in this, they don't go overboard. They're not making fun of Donald Trump and all that stuff. You know, it's not getting super sarcastic and silly. It's just based around what it is. And they're not trying to be True. like clever and Saturday Night Live-ish. Is how I feel. They're not doing that. Mm. It's just like, no, we're actually four kids, so we don't need to make like political jokes and all that stuff. It's more just, you know. Even though it says rude humor, PG, I wouldn't. I would. I can't get what the rude is, no. but unless it was like, it wasn't even like fart jokes or anything like that, was it? It was. I don't think so. No. I don't think so either. It, maybe it just went over me, over my head, but I don't know. I <laughs> Fart jokes going over your head. <laughs> Interesting. That's the thing. Lord and Miller don't revert to that. They're not. It's not. Their stuff's kind of fun. Like it's it's funny, and sometimes you might not get the reference. There were a few things where I was like, "Oh, I don't know what they were saying," but I bet that was an internet joke. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so let's go on IMDb. Why will we go on IMDb, Sid Talk? So you can read the one-star reviews with your beautiful interpretive voice. 
Do you think people who write a one-star review of this movie are just heartless <laughs> bastards? Well, it depends. <laughs> depends on the review, but I don't quite understand. But hey. All right. These are the people on IMDb who hate this movie so much, they <laughs> went on there and typed up like this. Tibbity type type. Yeah, they, they got on there and they went... <laughs> oh, they've got a new voice this week. Yeah, they were real angry. <laughs> All right, so number one, from iFish62723. Okay. Is that his phone number, like most of his phone number? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I took my nephew to see this. It was awful. I could hardly stand it. It's so stupid. I've seen Howard the Duck, and that was way worse. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, it. Howard the Duck. You include Howard the Duck from, what, 30 years ago? <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, let's go for another one. We're, and we're reviewing these reviews, which makes us extra sad. From, more sad than these people. From EJ Waff 98363 Again, probably his phone number if you want to give him a call. Oh, my God. Um, he, he starts with the title, What kid would possibly like this movie? And then he says... One adult woman actually laughed during the movie, and it sounded like she was trying to overdo it to get her daughter interested. My kid hasn't played with his Lego set since he watched the movie. It put him off them. Whoever greenlit this movie was an insider threat with a grievance against the company. What? What? That was a pretty extensive little write-up there. <laughs> for whatever the hell you were talking about. Here's a good one. This is from Pierced... In small. Okay. He says, he or she says, I have, don't have the phone number for this person. Okay. I can't even describe how much of a disappointment this movie was, so I'm not going to say anything. All right. That's like the, per that's perfect. Take the time to say nothing. Right. Our favorite review. Jake Prescott says, this was an awful mess. It's like a cat got hold of the film reel and scratched out all the good bits. <laughs> That's a cr <laughs> hey, I gotta give him credit for being creative. You actually laughed at his I do name. like that one. I like that one. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I like it. Right, I'm gonna read this one as it's wrote. This is as from it's, as it's written. Okay. Ian Burns, eight two o six six. Why do they all have numbers on their names? He says, just a hot mess of colourful, pointless garbage will lower IQ and cause ADHD. All so, right. So you better be... Surgeon's warning. I feel I have those things now, yes. Yep. My There's IQ a surgeon's warning on the Blu-ray. Will, will cause, cause ADHD. <laughs> um, here's another one. I could not watch this disaster of a movie, says Male Edward. <laughs> I walked out after 30 minutes. Bad plot, bad plot, bad plot. He says it three times. Fantastic. No Boring as hell, and it's about nothing. My kids hated it as well. <laughs> Can you imagine them all hating it? Like, they're so enraged. <laughs> Dad, we hated that movie. It was so dumb. Um, and this is the final one, because this one is the icing on the cake. Okay. Andre T. Goncalves says, I would have preferred staring at a black screen. That plays Take That songs for 90 minutes. British. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's his review. 
All right, so they're the uh, And the people who love take that. How do we explain this to them? <laughs> <laughs> I love the reviews. It's like, I mean, I don't give a shit what people think about movies because I've watched it and I make up my own mind and that's about it, which is funny because we do this review. But um, the put, I just say it every single week, to put that much effort. And the one-star reviews are kind of the same nothing. every week, aren't they? It doesn't matter what movie it is. It is. Yeah, it's like the same person is going out there. And I think there's just five people <laughs> <laughs> who just actually don't watch any movies at all and just go and write those reviews. They've not even seen it. Because they basically just say, this is the worst thing ever. I, I'm so bored and I walked out. So you're saying it's a conspiracy. Maybe. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. I'm on board with the conspiracy theory. Yes. All right, so there are some extras on the Blu-ray if you've got kids who just can't get enough of Lego and they just want to watch this over and over and over. There's deleted scenes. There's a... You say that, but I know you, and you'll watch it a few more times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a They Come in Pieces assembling the Lego Movie 2, which we watched, which is it's more promotional, but it's a lot yeah. of interviews with the people. There's a music video, and there's an actual short which came out in the theaters with this movie. It's nothing. I mean, I'll be it's one of those Christmas, people. It's um, a Christmas. Yeah. Emmett in the Mad Maxi type village at Christmas time. That's what it is. And it lasts two minutes, maybe? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the extras. There's also an audio commentary, which you bet I'll be listening to it. You better, you better, you bet. So, thanks to Warner, I enjoyed the Lego movie. I'd be interested to see will they do more the Lego movie or will they do like different like they did the batman one will they do a dc one or something yeah but you, know? you said when i was asking about the games that they ran it into the ground so they did with the video games yes there's so many lego video games and they progressively got lower in quality they were mm-hmm. a, they were awesome at one point when the star wars and the indiana jones and the harry potter ones even were really good but then it just started getting progressively worse like Almost like, well, I know for a fact, it's not the teams who originally worked on it. it. It became like, oh, well, there's the template for the Lego game. And here's a movie. Make a game like that. Yeah. It just started doing that with it. So, I mean, we don't know if that's what happened. There but. is a game to for this movie, but I haven't played it. But there is a Lego movie, the second part, game. So um, thanks to Warner. I, if you like the first Lego movie, I can't see why you wouldn't like this one. It's not what those people said in the one-star reviews. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It is. There's some songs that will stick in your head, and I think it's rewatchable if you're into the Lego stuff. So uh, thank you to Warner Brothers. Next week, we'll be looking at a new movie from Lionsgate starring Olivia Wilde called A Vigilante. Isn't that every superhero movie? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but this one is... Uh, a Vigilante. We'll be looking at that next week. I'm going movie recommendations. At this point in the show, we recommend some movies. I usually base them on what we just watched. So I'll recommend you the first Lego movie. Was that a snotty comment? Because I don't. I'll recommend you <laughs> the first Lego movie. And I'll also recommend you, because um, Maya Rudolph cropped up in this movie, I'll recommend you Bridesmaids, which is very, very funny. It is pretty fun. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Uh, pooing in the wedding dress. In the street. In the street. In the sink, in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, anyway, we all have a bit of poo humor in there, hidden in there. There's so some real poo humor in that yeah. one. Yeah, that always sticks with me, though. I can, all, I can see her. The poo in the wedding dress always sticks with you. 
Yeah, I bet it sticks with her too. Da dum dum. All right, what's yours? Uh, my recommendations are. I gotta look at it, and I'm not looking at it because I'm playing Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> I started over. The original, right? Is what I'm playing. Plants vs Zombies. Yeah. Yes. Um, speaking of doing things over and over that you enjoy the first time, my recommendations are, and you might be surprised because of your little comment, but Phineas and Ferb, the Disney TV show. Yep. I am a grown woman. I am 51 years old. I do not have children, nor do I have grandchildren or any animal children or any other children floating around. I'm not a teacher or anyone who has anything to do with children. I don't dislike them, but I love Phineas and Ferb. I think it's really fun. It's really creative, and if you watch it enough in a row, it really sticks in your head, like the themes and the characters and all that. And so if you're looking for anything to do the marathon of, you know. I'll tell you, whenever it's on, I have a strange urge to eat Doritos. (laughs) That's just rude to make fun of Phineas's head like that. (laughs) And my other one is Toy Story 3, because even though the old Toy Stories are fun, that one's the one that combines the whole, like, Really hitting home the message of growing up or staying That's really how to do a sequel, isn't it? That one. It was good. Yeah. It was really sad. <laughs> what, growing up is sad? Just the way, the way it happens in the movie. It's like, oh. Well, that's how it happens. All right. So um, I've been playing uh, more Rage 2. It's uh, shooting. You shoot stuff. It's kind of like Mad Max. In fact, here's a bit of trivia for you. Rage yeah. 2 started development as a Mad Max game, but I guess... I'm sorry, are you telling me this like I'll care? I guess halfway through... I guess during the development, Mad Max... You know, (laughs) that Mad Max movie was set a couple of years ago now, at least three years ago. Well, they they changed it from the Mad Max game and turned it into Rage 2. So if you're playing it and you're thinking, this feels a bit Mad Max, you know, you're in the desert, there's punks and... There's cars that have got guns on them and all that sort of stuff. That's why, because it started as a Mad Max game. <clears throat> so if you're a Mad Max fan, maybe you'll like Rage 2. You know what? It's real simple, Rage 2. I've been playing some more sophisticated kind of open world games and stuff with diff- all kinds of different stuff in them. Rage 2 is really taking it back to basics. you got a gun. you got a car. You drive around the wasteland. And every so often there are things to do. And the things to do are shooting people. It's in slow motion. You've got like a Jedi force push. It's kind of crazy. You know, there's, the weapons are really outrageous because it's an ID game. And uh, that's really what there is to it. If you like like running into a camp, shooting about 50 guys, and then searching for some treasure, and then driving and then repeating that again, I think you'll really like it. Now, you would be thinking, Sid Talk, that sounds really shitty. Yeah. But if you enjoy if you enjoy that kind of loop, just doing that stuff, I think it's kind of fun because it moves really fast. You can play it in small bursts. You know, I'll play twenty minutes of it here and there. So it does have its place, but it does feel kind of old fashioned when you're playing it because that's how games used to be. When you got like Doom or Quake, the whole there was no leveling up or like collecting things or any of that. It was just like, you run, you shoot, you run, you shoot, run, shoot. That was all it needed, like, to make it fun. So that's Rage 2. 
The other thing, it's not a game, but... Imagine um, the one-star review people writing reviews for those games. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they... Yeah, they probably do on Steam. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, in, back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, not, not enough to it. Wasted 30 minutes of my time. I wasted seven hours of my life doing the same thing over and over instead of just not doing it. So this isn't a video game, but this is a big thing for me this week. Um, Shane Meadows, director... He directed This Is England, the movie, and then the TV series This Is England. Was it, a, was it a movie movie? Or just yeah, originally TV? it was an actual movie. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. And then he did a TV spin-off, they called it, but it's really a sequel, isn't it? I mean, it's the same people. And, yeah. Um, and then he also did Once Upon a Time in the Midlands, which you you saw as well. as mm-hmm. um, And I've always had a th- I like his style of filmmaking. There's something really realistic about it. And it's really kind of... It makes you feel a bit on edge, right? It makes you feel something when you're watching it. it makes you feel awful. <laughs> yeah, I it's, mean, not, it's not you know, In a good way. Like, yeah. it's gut-wrenching. So For he, real. So Shane Meadows, and he doesn't do a lot of things. He, the last thing he actually did was the... He did a, doc, a documentary about the Stone Roses that was really good. But it was an actual... Just a documentary about them. But, um... He's got a new show on TV. It's just four parts. It's called The Virtues. And it stars Stephen Graham, who you will know from uh, Made in England, because he played Combo in that. Uh, what else was he in recently? Line of Duty, Line if you're of a Duty. BBC. No, these are British shows. Watcher. Yeah. yeah. Um, so The Virtues uh, started this week, episode one. And you've seen, you've seen Shane Meadows' stuff. What do you think of The Virtues? Episode one. Was you happy at the end of it? (laughs) (laughs) I was as happy at the end of that as I was at the end of Manchester by the Sea. Yes. If anyone's seen that movie. And for some reason, you and I both, we can sit and watch Lego Movie 2 and just be like, oh, it's really fun. And I mean, I'll pick it apart only because of my more cynical brain and be like, don't preach at me about being happy. Although I like being happy and I think life is grand and all that. And then watch something like... The virtues, and it's really, it's digging deep to just make you feel sympathy and empathy and disgusting with yourself and your own choices in the world and with people. And it's, you know, it digs down there, doesn't it? Like, oh. Yeah. And his, his performance, it's like you're watching, and, you know, it's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic. So if you've known anyone who's been an alcoholic or a drug addict and in the true throes of alcoholism, not having a good time at the bar or getting high a couple times, I'm talking about the real deal where it's like ripping the fabric of their life apart. That's what this is. And you will, because it hurts so bad in life to see that. And he does it in a way where you're just like, oh, my God. You even said, I think he's really drunk. Like, he's so good at it. It just ripped your heart out. But then, you know, the way I see that is it's hopeful because obviously we're telling his story and it can make you really, it's fictional, of course. Well, interestingly, it's actually. Oh, yeah, it's based on him. It's based on Shane Meadows, something that happened to Shane Meadows. Well, that he was an alcoholic? Yes. Okay. But also some, the thing that we're leading okay. to happened to him. Okay. Whatever it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this, 
as we from this first episode, uh, I won't spoil it, but there's there's a secret in there. There's a thing that's we don't even know yet. It's on just the horizon, somewhere. nothing is even alluded to. Yeah, he's just some flashbacks of very random moments in his life when he's really wasted. The things that basically torment him to the point of wanting to stay wasted all the time. But we don't know what they are. And he's taking a trip to Ireland, and he is going to find something out, I guess. Hmm. But. The way Shea Meadows films, he's very improvisy and he's very long take. You know, he, he lets a scene play out for like 15 minutes if, if it needs to. And that's the, the, like the scene at the beginning where he goes to his ex-wife's house. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you're sat in a room with people. It doesn't seem like they're acting. It just seems like, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, I'm just spying on some people. And yeah. then when he goes to his son's room and it's just a conversation that feels realistic to me. It doesn't feel like a scripted thing. It just feels like two people having a conversation. And I think that's what he does the best. It makes... This Is England was the same. Do you remember the scene in This Is England, the TV show, where um, Woody had the massive fallout on the... Had a massive row on the tube station platform with it was a it turned into a fight it lasted ages it was Not like really it was like really insane but it was like a thing that just went on and on and on and it's obviously just let the camera roll and just see what happens um and i don't think he i think he just like he has a script but it's just a general idea of what they want but um this one damn you feel at the end of it, you, you're like, oh, I've been hit by something. It's, dra- it's draining, yeah. but it's good. The good kind of draining. Yeah, it's like... It I, can, I, it's like, okay, I'm not comparing it to this show because it's not like this show and I'm I'm not trying to... It's a completely different genre of television. But those shows about like intervention, my 600 pound life, hoarders, things like that. When you watch it, sadly enough, it makes a spectacle of the person with this horrible life problem. And yet you walk away going, wow. I feel really much better <laughs> about myself. And that's horrible to say. I know I'm not the only one, but it's that kind of thing where you just go, wow. And you can evaluate a few things. Now, I was imagining your one-star review people being like, nothing happens. It's really boring. Can't you? Yes. Because it's not like a quick-paced cut from scene to scene to scene. It's not Line of Duty. <laughs> no. Where it's no. like, stuff happening like that. It's more like, no, you just follow. Which we don't even guy. watch Line of Duty, remember? We only see it through Gogglebox, which yeah, is hilarious. Yeah, there's a show called Gogglebox, <laughs> which is, we always thought was a really dumb idea in Britain, is a show called Gogglebox. And it's a show of you watching people watch TV each week. <laughs> it sounds really dumb. <laughs> so often we see a drama show through Gogglebox. So we see maybe eight minutes of the whole season. But we know exactly what happened. Yeah, it feels right? like enough. <laughs> uh, so yeah, line of duty that Stephen Graham was in. We know exactly what happened and everything about Stephen Graham's performance in that. And it was a bit more fast moving than this. I show. know, and we. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> but this one, yeah, it's not that. It's not an action thing. It's not. It's a character piece, and it's so well done. You know, when Jonathan Ross, I didn't even know this was coming out. We watched the Jonathan Ross show. Yeah, exactly. And Jonathan Ross was interviewing Stephen Graham, and he said, oh, Shane Meadows has made a new thing. I was like, oh. Why didn't Shane tell me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm his biggest fan. And even Jonathan Ross said to him, I'm not 
you know, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but this is one of the best things I've seen on TV for a long time. Like, and, he was and see, like, that's oh. the thing, though. It takes a very specific type of person to say this is the best thing I've seen on TV because if some people watch it, they'll just yeah. be horribly depressed. True, like, true. it's not a cheery thing. No. But for me, it's an event when Shane Meadows makes something and this is something he's new that he's made. And the rumor is his next thing he's made is going back to This Is England and doing a another season of it where they're like 10 years older because time's passed since that last one. So, ooh, that'll be good. So, um, what's for dinner, said Doc? Mashed potatoes to start and then I don't know. Mmm, that's a very <laughs> starchy dinner. <laughs> no, it's not. Potatoes are fantastic. We had salad yesterday, which was really we good. We did. Okay, we'll have salad. I've got like one of those bags of salad. Mashed Ooh. potatoes, maybe a fried egg. Ooh. Maybe a veggie burger. Ooh. It's yet to be determined. <laughs> because it's been hot and I was outside fixing the plants. If you don't know, I like to grow some plants and then it was hailing and I was going to be hailing. So I buckled down. I expended. We we forgot to say we've ridden our new bikes a couple times. This I week. don't even think we had them at this time last week. Did we? No. Oh, no. We, we we did the podcast like two days ago. So we did. We talked about it, but right. we hadn't ridden them yet. I don't think. Had right. We? No. No. Did we? I don't yeah, know. we rode them oh and then we God. did the podcast straight after. Jesus, my remember. mind. Yep, now I remember. Yeah, so we have spoke about it already. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Because we would have been really tired, probably. And hot. Because, yeah. oh, we were talking about how hot it was because we hadn't turned the air sure. conditioner on. All right, so we did. Ignore us. We're just losing our minds. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're having for supper. And um, what's, um, what's your advice before we leave? My advice today is another one of those straightforward ones. I, okay. I was raised in a time, back in the day. Back in the early Remember, 1700s. I'm 51. I was born in 1967. I'm the fourth of four children. My mother started having children in 1957. So in this time frame, there was no sunscreen that I'm aware of, at least not in my life. There was no protection from the sun that I'm aware of, at least not from my mother or any of the other women around us. Um, in fact, my mother, her contemporaries, including my sisters and other teenagers and all the women in the neighborhood, mix, and I'm not kidding, baby oil and iodine. I don't know why. What? I have to look it up. I have to look up what used in the 70s to get a tan. And my mother would lay out in the sun for hours after she would get, she'd get off work. She worked at a bank and she'd get off work like at three. She'd come home, do all the stuff real quick, and then lay out in the sun until she, had, until she was going to cook supper. And then on Saturday, Sunday, you know, since she got from work on the from the bank on Saturday, she'd go straight out laying in the sun if she could. She loved the sun. She'd roll down her top, pull up her top, tuck it in her bra. Saucy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like a thing to get as much sun. And I told you the other day the story that she said. She remembered when I was a kid, and she's like, some woman said to me, because I, I had like super white blonde hair. And some woman said to her, apparently, aren't you worried about her getting a sunburn? And she said, it just pissed me off. I was like, she's fine. <laughs> she'll get a little burned and then she'll be tan and she'll be fine. That is the attitude I was raised in. I'm not advocating it. I'm not saying that's the way to be because that sounds dangerous and people get skin cancer. I get it. However, nowadays we have sunscreen. So I bought sunscreen. I advocate using sunscreen not for yourself, but for the people who love you, 
Because you worry about me getting my little son. You were terrified about my shoulders already getting red. Yeah, it's terrible. I bought myself sunscreen at what SPF? Like 20 or something? 15. And I bought you some SPF, which was? 100. 100. <laughs> I'm very pale so I, and British. Yeah. I, need, I need to be pale. But I don't want to be pale. And I understand the risk. I'm, I'm fully grown. I understand now. And I do want to be pale. I also need vitamin D, so I'm I have no problem being in the sun, and I, so I'm kind of going old school old school on this, and I hope I never have to. I'm knocking on wood that I never have to now admit that I end up with some kind of skin cancer, melanoma. I don't want to. I have had friends who've had it, and I think my mother has had it. In fact, but so there you go. Wear sunscreen, if yeah. not for you, for the people who love you, so they don't have to worry about you. Riding the new bikes is really fun too. By the it way. is. Um, really cool bikes. And, I'm into it. But, you know, apart from it being like a bit too hot both times. Well, I mean, you're kind of sensitive. Well, so. it was 86. That's not that hot. We've ridden when it was 110. That's hot for me. 86. Wait till it gets I remember when we did ride when it was 110 and you, it looked like you were going to pass out. I, I got really bad. <laughs> I got, like, I, I did throw up one day, remember, when you, we stop at these spots, it's along the Missouri River, and so yeah, you there's, like, benches, and there's little places where you can sit, and you see a big, nice view of the river. You always go past me anyway, so you'd taken off, and I felt this, like, oh, oh, uh, uh, and I got sick, and it wasn't even, like, throw up hardly, it was, like, the water I'd been drinking. So that's uh, overexertion or something. I think that's dehydration. Maybe a bit of a sunstroke, because I don't wear my helmet all the time either. <laughs> I always wear the helmet. <laughs> You're like Mr. Helmet, sunscreen of 100. Gloves. Everything. Well, I have my gloves, but that's just because it compresses my hands and I don't rest so much on them. But I'm not very into the safety stuff, I guess. It's not really my vibe. I bought you a helmet and you barely I have it. worn it. And when it is really hot and sunny, it is the best time to wear it. To be honest, because with my super white hair still, it's getting white and blonde. What I love about my the, scalp uh, gets really burned. I love about those helmets is the like uh, the visor on the front. It keeps the sun out of your eyes. It doesn't really. It doesn't mean. Oh, it right? does for me. I don't keep it down low a enough. Lot. Maybe. Uh, it's really good. So wear a helmet, kids. <laughs> wear a helmet. Don't wear sunscreen. Don't do what Sinto does. <laughs> yeah. Wear your seatbelt, which I do. I am a huge seatbelt fan. In fact, my mother is the one that gets in the car. I start the car. I won't move. She keeps her purse on her lap. She's 77, as they do. Keeps her purse right there. And I'll sit there and I'll think, I'm not telling her this time. I am not telling her this time. And then I'll start to move the car really slow, like back out of a parking spot or something, or back out of my garage. She's still, she's just talking away with her purse clutched to her lap like somebody's going to come along and steal it, right? And (laughs) and then I wait till the seatbelt bing bong thing goes off. She still doesn't do it. And I'm like... (gasps) Put your seatbelt on. Oh, hell, I hate that thing, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets all flustered and puts her purse in the floor, gets her seatbelt buckled, picks up her purse, and clutches it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> could we all be more cliche? I don't think so, but I am a seatbelt fan. All right, so um, that is your advice for this week. Uh, I don't need to tell you everything because it tells you at the beginning of the show now. How good is that? I saved <laughs> myself loads of work. Work, how my about ass. So, yeah, just... Covering um, up those plants was work. Just go to aschoolie.com. Everything, all the details are there about this website, about this podcast. Email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. And um, what else, Sid Talk? Catch you on Instagram. Yeah. Um, 
The other thing is... Instagram, if you like pictures of plants and my face. Everything. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. But I get a lot. I get a few loves and likes from the people who already love and like me. That's all I care about. And stay classy. Everything is awesome. And Lego. Always play with Lego. It's cool. I'm not a Lego shill, by the way. But always play with Lego. And I'm going to say... Think for yourself, or somebody will do it for you. Think for yourself, or somebody will do it for you. Let's get it it going. Get the earworm going. Think for yourself, or someone will do it for you. 